In the moment, June 23, 1994, the 100th anniversary of the founding of the International Olympic Committee. From the sound and image archives of Around the Rings, In the Moment presents a slice from thousands of hours of recordings gathered in nearly 30 years of Olympics coverage. I'm your host, Ed Hula. June 23rd is celebrated as Olympic Day, marking the founding of the IOC in Paris on that date in 1894. In 1994, the IOC held a ceremonial one-day session to commemorate the 100th anniversary of the founding of the Olympics. Members and other dignitaries gathered at the lecture hall in the Sorbonne University where the first IOC meeting was held. Among the guests for the celebration, Professor John Lucas, a member of the faculty of Pennsylvania State University, Lucas was renowned for his lifelong work studying the Olympics. In particular, Lucas was an expert on the early days of the Games and the work of founder Baron Pierre de Coubertin. At the meeting in Paris, Lucas spoke to our microphone about the efforts of the Baron to reinvent the Olympics for the modern age. It was a determined quest that had resulted in failure two years before. Lucas says de Coubertin invited people from across the world to come to Paris in 1894 to consider a variety of proposals that would encourage sport. He had placed the notion of reviving the Olympics last on the agenda, as Professor Lucas explains. He sent them all letters and said there's going to be a big, big meeting in 1894 to discuss physical culture and the impartation of physical culture throughout Europe and throughout the world. And as a last item on the agenda, we will discuss the re-establishment of the ancient Olympic Games in modern guise, G-U-I-S-E. But as he said in his two autobiographies, what he really had in mind was not the impartation of physical culture and the so-called gymnastic movement. He really had only one item on the agenda, and that was item number, item number nine. The others were camouflage. And so, with these 90-odd letters they had written around the world, 79 of them answered in the affirmative and came. Not bad in 1894. It means they had to take ships from New Zealand and Canada and the United States and go all the way across the Atlantic Ocean and Pacific, and, and it was difficult. Although the majority of the uh, 79 delegates at the first IOC, second IOC, at the second Sorbonne meeting in 1894, were mostly European and all male. Before the uh, meeting began, he gathered around him nine individuals that he thought would uh, understand his dream and help him lobby during the week-long Congress. We're not sure that they did do it, but the IOC was formed in 1894 as a lobbying group to, to convince the remaining delegates, a total of 79 altogether, that when Coubertin finally came to the last item on the agenda, which would be a, the only voting item, that they would, they would see the need for the reestablishment of the Olympic Games, which they had not in 1892. 
So the lobbying must have been successful because when he finally got through all of the uh, physical education, sport for all, so-called movement, gymnastic movement for uh, European countries and North American and South American countries, he said, and now let us come to the last item on the agenda, and that is the same item that I brought up in 1892, and that is the reestablishment of the Olympic Games in a modern guise, not just for Greeks, not just for Greek men, but for all the elite athletes of the world. All those in favor of the reestablishment of the modern Olympic Games, raise your hand. And there was, quote, by acclamation, all 79 said, go ahead, Baron, and do it. But don't expect any great help from us. But he had his nine already chosen. Even at that, as he wrote many years later, he was an idealist, but he was also a practical man. And in 1909, he wrote a book, an autobiography. He wrote another one in 1930. But in his first autobiography in 1909, he said, my Olympic Committee is a, a three-tiered group. There are on the outer edge, he never mentioned names or numbers, those that I have chosen because they are glittering personalities, dukes and lords and wealthy bankers and businessmen who have influence and money and can be useful, even though they do not understand the grand purpose. Grand purpose. There is, in my Olympic Committee, in the middle tier, a group of earnest, earnest with a small e, earnest men who wished to see our dream, our collective dream brought to fruition, and that is to create a viable Olympic Games. But they cannot always give a great deal of their time. They are also useful, more useful than the outer tier. And then, thank the Olympian gods, I have an inner core of people who understand our collective dream, and they are the ones that I rely on intellectually and administratively and financially. There was no money. All the monies for these games had to come from Kubaten himself and reluctantly from the host cities and the governments of those host cities who gave very small amounts of money and then large amounts of money from Kubaten and his wealthy outer tier friends. And the Olympic, in my opinion, the Olympic Committee has remained the same way, a three-tiered organization right down to 1994, 100 years later. In the moment, June 23, 1994 in Paris, with Professor John Lucas speaking about the centennial of the founding of the IOC and the modern Olympic Games. John Lucas began his career documenting the modern Olympics in 1952, and he amassed a huge collection of research that was said to be rivaled only by the IOCs. He attended every Olympics from 1960 to 2008. For more than 30 years, he taught the course on history, philosophy, and politics of the modern Olympic Games at Penn State, and was the author of four books on the Olympics. Besides his academic accomplishments, Lucas was dedicated as a runner and a track and field coach at Penn State. During his travels covering the Olympics, he managed to take a run on every track for the games he attended. Athens would be his last Olympic run 
in 2004. John Lucas died in 2012, age 84. In the Moment is produced from the archives of Around the Rings, I'm Ed Hula. For 30 years, your best source of news about the Olympics is AroundTheRings.com.